We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Any reason in the fourth quarter you didn't, you didn't go quiet until the last minute? No, just the way the game was unfolding. You know, so I wanted quick out there. But, uh, you know, we ended up, you know, putting Quentin back in. Uh, you know, I, want, I wanted RJ to work through some things too. So. Why'd you go Quentin for Mitch? I'm sorry. Why? Why for Mitch? Uh, just to, you know, fouls and stuff. So figuring if they if they go to trap and foul, you know, get another ball handler. Oh, we got our stats update. Uh, Knicks are still tenth in offense, which they were before the game. They are tenth in defense, or top ten in both, and they are eighth in net rating. And they're sixth in the East. And I guess the other thing we should we should say, and um, do the Knicks have one of the 10 best records in the sport? I know they're sixth in the East. They have a 548 winning percentage that is tied with Indiana. There are, yeah, they are. The Knicks are tied for the 10th best record in the NBA with Dallas and Indiana. How about them apples? Not bad. Not bad. Dom with another one. John, really appreciate your generosity as always. Lastly, Wally really owes Quentin um, <laughs> Quentin and Brunson, man. They saved his bur- burning bacon. No more from the peanut gallery, please. I haven't said anything on this uh, in this forum uh, about the Wally comments. Uh, I will... <laughs> Let me just say... Brief- and what are you going to say, John? I'm, I'm be, see, I love to get <laughs> nothing more fun than getting Andrew scared. Um, no, I'll say this. God. And I appreciated, I, I may not have agreed with it, but I appreciated Steph Bondi's tweet a few b- before game time about, like, you know, you're an analyst. Like, you say things. A lot of other, and this is, I think, the point most Knicks fans had. A lot of other studio analysts say all kinds of really silly, stupid shit about players. I think everybody can just, including Wally, be better about not saying anything that could be taken as inflammatory. There's a there's there's one thing to there's one thing to be entertaining, and that is part of his job. Part of his job is entertain. Um, there's one thing to do that, and there's one thing to 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 be supportive of the home team, but. 
phrasing matters, as I have learned over the course of the years doing this. And the word, something about the word wannabe and fake mm-hmm. uh, doesn't come off great. And just like necessity, necessity of comments. Like it, there's a necessity sometimes when you're holding, whether you're sticking up for your guys or whether you're, you're doing whatever. Those comments were unnecessary. And I think more than the actual comments themselves, the fact that they were so unnecessary. Um, and, and a lot of people have taken an issue with the fact that like, we're the Knicks, we get played and this would have never gotten blown up if it was 29 other teams. And I don't disagree with that. And do you know who should know better than anyone else? Guy who works for MSG. Guy who works for MSG. Yep. That's all I'm going to say on it. I well said, 100% agree. Um, thought our potential all-star played pretty great tonight too. That's, that's all I'll add. <laughs> See, I didn't kill it, Andrew. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't give anybody a heart attack. Maybe I give you a small heart attack. Fargo, two. Oh, Alex, what's going on? Uh, Nick's keeping my cardiologist in business. Conspiracy problems down the stretch uh, seemed more mental than strategy. Keep attacking. Don't let up. Yes, agree. And I think that is the point that. Benji was making early on. That was his first comments. At the same time, I also thought Benji's comments about spamming those high pick and rolls with with Julius and Jalen when again it was very clear that like and and I don't even think Benji did not actually no he didn't he didn't make the point tonight. So I'll I'll say what he said. I'll I I love stealing Benji's lines. It's all I do. Um, what he said on the playback. Um, which is that he thought maybe suspected that maybe Carlisle was happily, happily getting a, a quote unquote, like Randall in a mismatch because he maybe saw in the first half, like, Ooh, Julius doesn't have it tonight. And at the same time, we know anytime Julius has the opportunity for a mismatch, ball's going to go to him. Game's going to slow down. Not going to be good offense. And the way the Knicks were running offense where everybody else, where the ball was moving, whizzing around, the whole thing, passing, all uh, great stuff. That may be your best defense when you don't have a guy like Miles Turner in there, right? Um, so I do think some of that is is strategy slash scheme. Um, but yes, also keep attacking and don't let up. Um, <clears throat> DJ MKC, what's going on, DJ MKC? I've been a Knicks fan for over 25 years, and every time we get a lead early, my anxiety goes up and I stress eat. <laughs> what are your vices to cope with being a fan? This is might be my favorite question I've ever gotten on a post game. Um, I, man, this is just, I wish I had anything else to say. I drink. I drink alcohol. Um, We are now, here's where we are at with our bottle of rusty cigar. Can you see where we're at? We're about, we're about yay. Yay, where my finger is. There you go. Um, I will have a bite to eat. 
tonight. I don't stress eat though. That's not my thing. I don't. I don't stress eat. My my vi- my my vices. My vices are. I don't know. I curse. Definitely curse. I get angry. Is that a vice? Is getting angry a vice? I don't know. Andrew's the better one to ask because he has no vices. He's a saint. I don't think cursing is a vice or getting angry. That's like the. No, it's the the result of the anger of the. Oh, okay. It's like the vices you do instead of cursing and getting angry. I watch movies. That's my vice. That's not a vice. Yeah, it is. I escape. I turn my phone off for two hours and I escape the Nick. That's great advice, not a vice. Isn't it what he's saying? His vice is to cope with being a fan. Like, yeah, but implicit in vice is like it's a bad thing. Like stress eating is not ideal. Oh, so many, okay. <laughs> I stress eat. And that's that's the other part. <laughs> that's something I'll co-sign right there with you there, DJ MKC. Yes. Uh, do we, no, do no, I stay on or do we have a ton more to get We through? have, the people are generous and have their takes, so I'm going to... All right, let's keep behind. it going. Come on. All right. Uh, Jassel focused with another one. Anyway, back to sixth place and Macri's prediction is still safe. Bars. Oh, yeah, that's right. I completely forgot that. Oh, my God. I would have lost the week tonight. So what do we have now? We have Detroit and Toronto. Oh, shit. I don't know. If, after the after the performance tonight, do I really think they're going to win the next two games? Oh, no. Excuse me. Washington, Detroit. Excuse me. Sorry. <sighs> two road games. Although we're better on the road. I don't know how I feel. Um, RJ Bike and uh, RJ Back. I don't know. And didn't look rusty in the first half. True. Let's talk about him later, though. That's fair. No, RJ. I, I, I'm, I'm again hard on RJ. It's, it's be, I wouldn't be hard on a player if I didn't think highly of him. Let me say that. Probably why I'm so hard on Randall last year. Zach Hara, what's going on, Zach? I'm sick of these several minutes of wild officiating when we have big leads. Is it an entertainment thing, or they just feel bad for the losing team? Um, I, I. I were there some questionable calls? Maybe sure. Not a night. Not a night to blame the refs for me. I appreciate that comment, though, Zach. I'm covering all the bases. For sure. Um, Dan Hidalgo, what's going on, Dan? Uh, J Mac, curious. Why do you think Grimes doesn't have star potential? He could shoot, finish, and defend. Uh, it's not hard to picture him being a team's top perimeter defender while scoring in the 20s. So I've spoken about this before and apologies if I'm repeating myself or if there's another part of my answer that, or if there's another answer that I'm not giving that would better answer the question. But like to me, the definition of an NBA star with like very, very specific exceptions, Rudy Gobert, I guess would, would be one. Um, I'm not sure I can think of another one actually um, is a, is a is a player who cre- and Rudy Gobert is a star because he he was a walking top five offense unto himself. A star in any other position on the floor, really, for me, is the guy who creates offense, and that that's just my that's my personal definition of a star. Now you can look at um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, I mean, Macal Bridges is always the one that comes to mind. Um, even like Clay Thompson, you know, 
Now, uh, yes, Clay creates offense because he's one of the five best shooters that has ever lived. But he doesn't create offense in the sense of like, all right, give Clay the ball, high pick and roll, you know, get out of get out of the way. He creates offense because he's he, he's an incredible shooter, and that level of shooting with his ability to put the ball on the floor and attack closeouts combined. But again, he's like one of one. I don't know that we've really seen another Clay Thompson in the last 10 years. So like if your question is, can, can Grimes be Clay Thompson? Can he be one of the best shooters ever? And like get to the point where he's attacking closeouts to the point where it's like, you know, always, you know, makes the right pass and has the, like, I'll say this. The 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 pieces are like the, the the if you squint and you look at like if you let me rephrase that if you were to create like a a Clay Thompson starter kit and then you're like okay at the bare minimum this player needs to be able to do these four or five things Grimes does all of the things it's just a matter of how good can he get doing the things. So, yeah, sure. If he gets good enough at doing the things, yeah, sure. He could be a star. Uh, but that's, again, is that I feel that to me feels like an unfair, just, just an unfair ask. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's not, though. I, that, good, thank you for that question, Dan. I appreciate that. Uh, Parrish, Duggar, what's going on, Parrish? Uh, again, this is a young team and MSG pressure is very tough. Yep. And the, the, gotta, I got to get a, a Tibbs, a, a positive Tibbs. In. MSG pressure is not just on the players, you know? Um, and there, there's a reason why there are reasons why this coach has this job. And there, and, and to, to my article that I wrote on Monday, there are reasons why Hall of Fame coaches and coach of the years and coaches with who have won more than half of their games at every other stop they've been at or the majority of other stops they've been at have come here in the last 20 plus years and not only failed, but failed spectacularly. And that is because there is no place, no place, including the Lakers, no place to work like trying to work at MSG in the last 20 plus years under this owner and in this market with this media and the whole thing. I know that's not the spirit of your comment. And I just went rogue to get in something that I want to talk about. So apologies for that, but I did feel like it needs to be said. So for as much as we all get on here and we yell and scream about this and that nothing I just said really has anything to do with the coaching decisions that were made tonight. I want to acknowledge that does need to be said. That's all. Andrew uh, with a comment is Quinn Snyder not the perfect guy for the next step like Utah fans wanted to run him out of the building by the end there you know um, I don't know I think I, I think Quentin Grimes is like Tibbs right situation he's going to look really good not the right situation he's going to look bad he's a good coach you know um, yeah uh, CT payment. What's going on, CT? I'm glad we won. What's the, what is the movie you'd like to see before the trade deadline, if any? 
Oh boy. I I've already kind of gone on record and said I think the the easiest path to improvement is to take the deuce minutes and replace them with a guy who gives you more on offense. I've also gone on record and saying I'm not really sure that I want them to make that move because I like getting I like Deuce getting these minutes. I think it's good for him. And I think he is he has met for me the baseline. He is he is he is um risen above the baseline for which I'm like, all right, I've seen enough from this player that I want to continue investing minutes, meaningful minutes in his in his development. Um Huh. I mean, you know, trying to get what you can for Cam Reddish and seeing if you could get a couple second round picks for Cam Reddish. Like, that's it's a boring answer. I, uh, ooh, boy. I don't think they're, I, I, I'm cool. Stick with the rotation down the stretch, down the stretch of the season. I'm cool with it because, like, I would, I would say Hardenstein, but like, I don't know. Do you want a better backup center? Like we like Sims, you know, do you want to find a new home for Einstein? Uh, um, all right. I'll be controversial here. No, do I want to be controversial? I, I, I would be man. I don't know if I want to say this. I, w- I would, I would see what, if there was any team that was super, 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 super high on Obi Toppin. And seeing what's there. And that's not because I don't like Obi Toppin. I really like Obi Toppin. That is more an acknowledgement of where this team is with Randall and the fact that like Randall's not gonna go anywhere. And if he's gonna go anywhere, it's gonna be for a star. And the odds are that like we're never gonna see Obi being used to the full abilities that we think maybe he could be used for here in this on this roster and this rotation or whatever. But again, it's like, what do you, you know, you're not getting anything great for Obi Toppin right now. So I got, I don't think there is a great move CT. Sorry. I wish I had a better answer for you. William E what's going on. William is a three wing lineup of Brunson Grimes and quickly actually better balanced than RJ. Um, he and Julius seem redundant and quick's impact on offense is huge overall. We weren't saying that when the Knicks built a 25 point lead. Um, and I, I hate to be that guy and be like, you know, but what about to me watching the first, most of the first half of that game, I was like very, very strongly. Hey, yeah, this is what we were missing with RJ. And it's good to have him back. And I, I still do feel that way. I think there are there's more mixing and matching to do. And I want to see quickly play a lot and I want to see quickly have more meaningful moments on offense. And I do think he is absolutely a thousand percent better at things than RJ and meaningful things. But you could you could keep RJ as a starter, which they will do and they should do, and still kind of be able to have your cake and eat it too. I didn't think they did did a great job of that tonight. Now, moving forward, should it impact the sort of trade you try to make? That's an interesting question. Thanks, William. Mythic Monty is Deuce the point guard equivalent of Nerlens Noel. Um, 
needs offseason development time. Um, I don't know what he is. He's, he's a player that is a really good defender and he needs time. And I want to see him get more time. And uh, he needs to become better on offense. That's really it. Needs to become better on offense. Sam Garcia's dad. What's going on again? Sam Garcia's dad. I have been retyping this post multiple times, but I think the message is simply that I cannot believe all the kvetching going on after a win. I will take the ugly win and have no regrets. Godspeed. You're a, that is a, that is a veteran Nick fan speaking. That's weird. Cause I don't usually get like this, but tonight maybe it was because we were watching on playback and we were sharing in this communal experience and we were watching this lead slip away yet again with just easy, correctable, silly shit. Anyway, thanks, Sam Garcia's dad. Harrison Rich, what's going on, Harrison Rich? The quick fix to finding that extra gear is trading for Mikal Beasley to bolster the depth. That's a name. That's a name. Uh, Deuce's minutes are actively killing us. He offers nothing on offense. Well, that's not really fair. Um, I did he hit a three tonight? I don't. I feeling he didn't. Um, if he did, he hit one. He did not hit a three. Uh, tonight he didn't. Last night he was one of, or two nights ago he was one of three. So I said he needs to be better. Uh. I don't feel like they're actively... If he could hit spot-up threes, you cannot say that those minutes are going to actively kill you as long as you cover your other bases. Would they be aided by replacing those minutes with a player who gives you enough on offense to make up for what you're not getting on defense if you take Deuce off the court? Yes. To me, it's more the question of like, is that cost-benefit analysis... You, ha- you do have to factor in that, you know, Deuce is a player you drafted. And do do you think that there is something that there's an upside to this player that is worth continuing to, ve- to invest in? I just said a minute ago, I think there is. And that, and, and part of that calculation this is the last thing I'll say. You have to factor in where your team is this year. If the Knicks were competing for a championship or even like a, you know, even if the Knicks were a team like the Cavs, or I'm trying to think of a team that is like ostensibly competing for a championship, but isn't really competing for a championship. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm blanking on on such a team, but like, if they were a legitimate contender, I would say no. Just just do do the thing that you need to do for this year to give yourself the best chance to win. That that, that that's not the Knicks this year, so. That's kind of why I have more patience for it. At the same time, like if they make a trade and Deuce's minutes go away, am I going to be like absolutely devastated about that? No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm not pushing back too much, but I, I do think there's an important discussion to be had there.
For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100, or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 
15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool21 and use code Filmschool21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool21 and use code Filmschool21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Jasso focused with another one. Thank you, Jeff, for all the generosity tonight. Appreciate it. I agree with the guy about this being a young team in general. Tonight, we were up double digits to a team whose all-star went down. It shouldn't happen. Yeah. In, in no uncertain terms, this game should not have happened. Oh, sorry. Andrew's telling me not to play with my mic. You could hear it. I'm. It's because it keeps like falling over. I'm going to... I'll try not to play with it. Sorry. Uh, Mohammed gotcha. I hope I pronounced the last name correctly. We can label, can we label Tibbs as the floor raiser as a head coach? And is it time to look for the next head coach that can help this team reach its ceiling? Well, no, because this team's ceiling right now is probably not even a team that could win a playoff series. You're not there yet. And the the other pushback that I'll give and you know, I take this for what it it's worth is like, I actually think Tibbs would be a pretty good team. If you gave him a contending or a pretty good coach, if you gave him a contending roster, um, we've only really seen him have a, a true contending roster once. It was his first year as a coach. And then he ran into LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and lost. You know, and then the next year he had a contending roster and, you know, Derek Rose tore his ACL. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's fair to say it's time to move on and like find the next coach now. Not only because they're not ready, but like, you know, maybe give the guy a run once you get the contending roster. We'll see. Robert Cross. First time, long time, John. I missed much of the game due to therapy. I'm uh, good, good use of funds. How would you describe RJ's shot diet tonight? Hashtag 53 wins. I thought in the first half, I thought RJ was really good, save for one or two shots. I thought in the second half, there was some really poor decisions. Um, and again, to me, he would have been the guy that I would have taken out of the game and put Grimes in for. That's me. 
Um, but yeah, that's me. Jostle focused with another one. Key part per cats. The Grizz only one not to blow a lead. And it's not, it's not only that it's that every other team has blown at least three double digit leads this season. Um, I will also say, I know Freddie uh, has something coming out. Uh, I think for Friday, that is going to add a little bit more context to today's story. Not as far as blown leads, but as far as whether the Knicks are truly on equal footing with the rest of the league in terms of the variance. And I think that more speaks to their team construction, but I won't spoil that article. Go, go subscribe to the athletic. They do. They do great work. And Fred Katz is great. Dom Cappuccini, stop messing around on your own home court and get over 500. Yes. God. Damn it. <laughs> I think that's what love you guys. Go New York. Go hashtag. We back. I think. I mean, they're 23 and 19. They're on pace for 45, 46 wins. It's pretty good. They got a hard schedule coming up, though. At, later in the season, they got a hard schedule coming up. Thanks, Dom. Lucas, what's going on, Lucas? J-Mac, more gray hairs on our heads after this one. What are your thoughts on the Knicks going after uh, Jason Richardson from the Spurs? Surely he could be had cheap. Well, eh, we'll see. Um... I think Kevin Danishevsky brought this up to me recently. Uh, I love Jason Richardson. I've always liked Jason Richardson. I think he's a guy that uh, the issue you like he he's a guy that I don't think would get minutes for a contending team in like the conference finals or like the finals because you can't trust him to hit a three, and he's not going to be the a guy that. Um, has the ball in his hand. So you, he, again, you get to that level of the playoffs and it's like, aside from your top two guys or your top three guys who have the ball in their hands, everybody else needs to be able to hit three unless they're a center. Like, otherwise you're like reliably 40% plus no doubt about it. Open catch and shoots. You're going to make 40 plus without question. That gets back to the deuce thing for this team where they are. Would Jason, would Jason Richardson help them? Yes. He would help them. Would he be an improvement over the Deuce minutes? Yeah, he would because he's a good defender and he's like a better offensive player than Deuce, and it's without question. Is that a move they should make? Again, it gets back to what is the value of living in the now for this team this year? That's a question they have to answer. Thanks, Lucas. Love life. It's a great name. I too love life. How can these Knicks improve their play in the last two minutes of the game? Well, the last two minutes, they were okay. Um, is slowing it down like they do the right decision at the end of games? Um, it depends on the situation. Like, there was one, there was only one possession tonight where they slowed it down <clears throat> to the extent where I was like, a little too early to be doing that. You're not getting a great shot. It, it's more of like how they run the offense. Like, you want to take up the full clock for a, a you know, at, in a lot of those situations, but you want to take the full clock and do something that results in something that's going to be good. And there were far too many possessions throughout the fourth quarter where they just, it was just bad. You, you knew you weren't getting anything good. 
You know, that's the problem. It's not about slowing it down. It's about what are you doing as you're slowing it down? Like they're a team that could clearly get good buckets in with a slow pace of play, but you do have to get the good shots. And they just missed some shots on the stretch too. Thanks, Low Life. Dom the Dentist with another one. Ton of KFS fans named Dom isn't there. <laughs> hey, Doms. There are. Shout out to all the Doms out there. Josh so focused with another one. Man, Josh so focused. You're all over the place today. Thank you. Angry voice. Give him a new cookie. 30 minutes per game. F the rest of the bench. I love it. I'm uh I'm happy. Happy to give Emmanuel quickly 30 minutes. Uh, Brian Lests. Agree with Benji. I played college sports too. Some teammates can't handle pressure. Some can only when playing well. And some revel in it. JB is the latter. They need one more. P.S. A plus um, PB banter. Playback banter. Oh, thanks, Brian. Appreciate Thank that. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Brian. Um. <laughs> oh wow! Have I been saying Jason Richardson instead of Josh Richardson? That's a terrible job. Benji's reminding me of that. Could Jason Richardson help this team? I don't think he's fifty-five, Benji. He's he's got to be like. I'm gonna guess Jason Richardson is. Let's. I'm gonna guess he's forty-four. Andrew, could you look that up? Um, uh, thank you, Brian. Also, appreciate that. Jibo, RJ was great in the first half. Yes, no legs late. Yes, come on, Tibbs. Yes, all yeses across the board. Forty-one, younger than Tom Brady. Oh, come on, the Jason Richardson could definitely still, still play. Oh, gosh. Alex with another one. What skill set would you like to see added to the bench? Ball handling, three-point shooting, penetration, passing length, defense. For me, it's three-point shooting and length. I think this team needs more three-point shooting, which is is where I get into trouble because immediately when I say that and I think that, I'm like, oh, (laughs) who's on the bench? (laughs) Seven forty eight. What can every 48 do really freaking well? Shoot the three. And like, I agree with you. That's the first thing that comes to mind. That's the first. This team just needs another injection of shooting, like real shooting gravity. But it has to be shooting that could stay on the floor. And that's the thing with Fournier. And yet you, you say that out loud and you're like, eh, can Fournier really not stay on the floor? And then you watch him play. And you a game like against the Bucks, and you're like, uh, he, he really can't. Not on this team, at least. It's just, it's not, it's just, it's not ideal. Uh, they need more shooting, and uh, yeah, length, sure, but shooting, 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 playable shooting. Jibo with another one. J Mac, you still want to argue with me that they aren't clutch? Um, I guess you're talking about Brunson, right? No, Brunson's clutch. Brunson's clutch. Uh, Theronofakalos. Hope I got that right. Hi, KFS crew from Greece. 
It's 625 in the morning here. Shout out to you, man. A win is a win. Growing pains from a young core, but crucially, fuck the Pacers and fuck Reggie Miller always. I'm always here for that energy so much. Thank you. Shout out to Greece. I would love to go to Greece someday. Never been. It's a shame. Lunas, what's going on? Lunas, great to hear from you, man. Uh, I just want to say thank you guys. Been dealing with a lot in my personal life, and you guys have helped give me an escape with my favorite team. Great content as always. Um, you're welcome. I, I never know what to say to stuff like that because, like, you know, we just do what we do, and <laughs> it's 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 just different for me because, like, for me, like, I I need to w- w- in my personal life, I need to escape the Knicks, right? Uh, when I need, you know, when I need to clear my mind and, um, I forget that for a lot of people, you know, for most, for most, by, by far the most people, uh, the Knicks are the escape. So, uh, I'm happy we could provide that and, uh, hope everything's okay, Lunas. Uh, and, uh, yeah, hit me up if you need anything. That's all. Alex with another one, five and one in our last six. Let's get another streak going. We'll do our obligatory look ahead at the schedule. I know we do this after every game, but um, so we go to Washington on Friday. Please win that game. And then at Detroit, please win that game. And then then there's, a you know, Toronto home. Okay. Washington home. Theoretically, you'd rather play Washington at home than on the road. <laughs> and then this is the stretch that I believe will define their season. At Atlanta. Not playing. Things are not great in Atlanta right now. Although they almost came back from 24 down against the Bucks tonight. And they, I think they tied it. Maybe took the lead and the Bucks ended up winning. At Atlanta. Hold on. What? Hold on. I just want to clarify something you just said. What? So the Bucks almost blew a 24-point lead? Well, they did blow a 24-point lead. The game. I'll go look it up right now. But another team... A completely different team. A different Don't city do- with Giannis... No, I'm sorry. I'm being a dick. You're being a dick. Don't do that. Because listen, again, don't. There are games where you're like, this shit happens. And then there are games where you're like, no, this is a thing that's happening to us <laughs> in a way that is not okay. And that was tonight. Anyway, but yeah. So anyway, back to the, the schedule. Um, at Atlanta, at Toronto, Cleveland at home, but it's Cleveland. And then at Boston, at Brooklyn, looks a little easier. Lakers, Miami, Clippers, Philly. And then that takes it up to the trade deadline. Last game before the trade deadline at Orlando. And then you got a couple, a handful more before the All-Star break. I mean, <laughs> at Toronto, Cleveland, at Boston, at Brooklyn, Lakers, Miami, Clippers, Philly. That's a stretch. That's in eight games. What are they going to do over those eight games? Blitzing Hound Dog. Um, thank you for the contribution. Uh, KFS still live two hours after the game. Y'all being coached by tits. That's a com- that's the comment of the night. I, like, I appreciate that. Um. Robert Cross with another one. I miss Cutlets tonight. His capology knowledge is impressive. I would say so. For sure. 
Kevin Danishevsky, the Tibbs quote from Fred is infuriating. Uh, is it the one that I'm thinking of? So I have, I think I have it up here. Is it the RJ one? It's, so I'm just going to read it. It's the only one he tweeted after the game. So from Fred Katz during the press conference, Thibodeau said he wanted quickly in through the That's end it. and wanted, so wanted quickly in through the end and wanted RJ to quote, work through some things down the stretch. Went with Grimes for Mitch with a little more than a minute to go because he wanted the wanted another guy to handle on the floor to close it. To, to be very clear, the one thing that I don't get worked up about mm-hmm. ever, because I just I think he lies, is Tibbs press conference stuff. Like, show me, don't tell me. So like I don't care about that much. It, um because he's just he's going to say the thing that will like will allow him to move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. I, I hear you. You can also this is saying a lot. I, I will say this. If this what that know. he wanted RJ to work through some things? Just to to have that out there that you were basically okay with RJ working through some stuff while your team was blowing in the midst of blowing yet another double-digit lead while keeping Grimes off the floor the entire fourth quarter, that that that's, is a concerning. That's quote. just that's just proof that Tibbs doesn't care about anything that anybody says about him. But that's not that's not what anybody says about him. It's more like you don't care about what's happening on the court. Then you'd rather RJ work through exactly. So the best so, five out there. So things will get said and things will get written in response to that quote, right? I'm less. And I'm saying he about, doesn't care about those things, right? I'm less concerned about what people write about it than him justifying the decision not to but pull RJ. For, I, maybe you're missing my point. I don't think that is his. I think that is the, the thing that came into his head. Uh, where it's if like you're saying I'm, like he doesn't actually mean this. He's yeah, he doesn't mean any fucking thing. That giving somebody a quote to for the sake of things, then I. I you can also just say not this. Then I. If that if this is your case that like he can he'll say this and it doesn't matter to him, then fine. Um, to I do, me, it's a sign of how little he cares about these things, and he just wants to get past it. Eh, not not a lot of staying power for people who don't care about these things. I so will say that, but you know he's, he's still here. He he's obviously supremely confident that he doesn't. It doesn't matter because if he wins games, then- I'm not saying that he's. Like got enough job security that he'll just say whatever in the post game. I'm saying that history has shown. Like now, this is a completely different sport, but like the Jets have a quarterback controversy because not just because of the quarterback play, but because of a comment the quarterback said after the game. If you if you answer your questions correctly in the post game, and you have to say nothing as best as possible most of the time. That's a player, though. That is a player, and like there have been coaches that have gotten themselves in trouble too. Mickey Calloway, the former Mets manager, is not a Mets manager right now. A because he was a terrible manager, but B because he just like never won the the interview after the game. You know, so yeah, I don't I don't think Tibbs really really cares that much. I don't think so either. That is that is a that that is not a quote I wanted to read. I, I, he, to your point, though, Tibbs doesn't care what I wanted to read. Which I, yeah, and I, I, don't, I think I the don't larger point you're making. Uh, Darth Dream, what's going on, Darth Dream? Tibbs' rigidity will be the anchor on the yacht this team wants to be, even though he's also the best captain we've had in ages. That's an interesting way of putting it. Hashtag uh, 
<laughs> Hashtag Bumbo, like Bumbo Clot. Bumbo Clot, yes. Okay. And that's Is the that last one. Yes. Okay. Um, I like that. That's a good way to end it. I actually, I'm, I'm going to think about that one for a while. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. Two hours. I think it was worthy of a two hour one, this game. Um, don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, follow Nick's Film School on social. I think, are we getting close to like 11,000 YouTube subscribers? We are at 36 shy. Oh, if you're come on, everybody out there, if you're watching this and you are uh, you watching this tomorrow or whatever, and you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, go subscribe, get us over 11,000. Come on. Um, I don't know what's what, what's notable about, ele- about 11,000. I, I don't know. Uh, it's a next, it's a next number. Um, it's a thousand more, you know, thousand more than 10,000, then 10,000. Yeah. Uh, follow KFS on social at Nick film school, S K O O L. Uh, we got, what do we got? Uh, we got casual. No, what do we got? To, yeah. Cat, to, well, tomorrow is Thursday is when we will record casual Friday. When people are listening to this or watching this later, there you go. Tomorrow is casual Friday. Yep. Um, also it's, it's after midnight. So yeah, tomorrow Tomorrow's is casual, casual Friday, Friday. So you'll get me, Sean and XJ Mensa uh, has a work engagement, so he won't not join us tomorrow, but you'll get us three. Uh, John and I are recording a Patreon pod on Friday. Um, I believe it's either time for a power rankings or an MVP discussion. I think it's time for power rankings. Power rankings it is. Um, we could do a little MVP discussion. I think that's we, we should talk about MVP real briefly. Um, and then Friday night. Uh, well, excuse me, Friday at noon. Um, you've got the latest KFS pregame pod with uh, Ava Wallace of the Washington Post. Who uh, nice guest? Yes, shout out to a friend of the pod, Fred Katz, for hooking that up. And then uh, obviously post game Friday night with uh, uh, APJP uh, producing John uh, after the Knicks play the Wizards. Giddy up! There you go. all right thanks everybody peace out i hope you uh have a good rest of your week talk to you soon it's happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing american families time is short before something big happens and that's why so many folks are preparing they're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com